I am no longer available to be negotiated with or manipulated by what's happening in your life. Never would we go to the bank and say, you know, I'm having a really hard time or my dog is sick or my kids are busy or, you know, my husband hasn't been home before, you know, eight o'clock for the last two weeks. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to pay my mortgage for the next little bit. We would never, we would never do that. And so I just made that decision that I wasn't going to hold space anymore or take responsibility for what was happening in other people's lives. This was their responsibility to get to own and learn from and move forward from. This was their opportunity to get to boss up. This was their opportunity to have their back against the wall and get really creative around how they were going to follow through and honor that commitment. This is Impact, the podcast where we explore entrepreneurship, mindset, and health to provide you with the ingredients for an unregrettable version of your life story. The DNA Company is an innovative provider of functional genomic solutions for personalized health and wellness. With over two decades of research, 10,000 plus genomic samples, including my own, and thousands of clinical consultations, their reports can identify outcomes like chronic fatigue, dysregulated hormones, poor emotional resilience, addictions, chronic inflammation, metabolic dysfunction, weight gain, and more. Discover how the DNA Company's genomics insights can help your patients improve their health outcomes. Right now, as an exclusive offer to listeners, get $100 off DNA 360 test and report by going to thednacompany.com forward slash impact lives. Let's do this 2023. Welcome to the Impact Podcast with Megan Walker. I am her and we have reached episode 311. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the mashup series that we have put together over the holidays. Our numbers show that it was a resounding success. And I'm going to be really curious uh, to get your feedback and, and just to share with you a little bit about where that came from and, and how that relates to what I want to talk about today, which is burnout and something I'm calling worth ethic and really just setting the stage for where we're going to go with impact in 2023. When we reached halfway through the fall of 2022, there were a lot of things on our horizon. We had our big event, Impact Lives, which moves us immediately into a launch for our mastermind, which moves us immediately into a downsell for one of our incubator programs. And it, it, we are not winding down in November. We are, in fact, winding up. And for the first time in, honestly, my like recollection, I hit a wall in December. I had a wall in terms of not wanting to work. I had a wall with respect to being unmotivated. I like, I didn't care. I was, I just, I, I, I had nothing left in me. And this is a feeling that uh, is foreign to me, but a sentiment and spectrum that I had witnessed so many times in my own patients. And it is affectionately termed burnout. And I, I turned all of our pieces off. One of the key things I, I turned off was I recognized as we moved into the fall, we banked a lot of episodes and then we, we were low on episodes. And, and I made the decision. I said, we made, we've put such an effort into creating content. What if, what if we recycled some of that content? What if we re-released some of those programs? My team thought that was a great idea. And our production team thought that was a great idea. 
And I was still not sure we were going to execute on it because I had this series of rules around how I needed to do things, this series of rules that meant everything needed to be hard, that, that somehow reusing content was cheating. And I had a stern talking to with myself and I decided to dig in and put some effort into like really acknowledging what some of our top episodes were, some of our amazing guests and actually giving them an opportunity to shine again. And so that's what we did. We did this amazing mashup for uh, four weeks over the holidays into January. That gave me the reprieve uh, that, that I needed. But most importantly, what it gave me was perspective, perspective on Uh, the stories and the mindset and the things that I do that ultimately hold me back, or in this case, sacrifice my health and mental, emotional state, but also just make things way harder than they need to be. And as I rounded out 2022, one of the things that was just so glaringly obvious to me was that the big dreams I had and the big vision around where we were going to be able to go next, those were relatively inaccessible to me given the state of my uh, fatigue. We're just going to affectionately call it fatigue, burnout. We'll just like lean in and and acknowledge uh, what it was. And it meant that I needed to go back to the tools that I shared with entrepreneurs clinically for so long to put myself into a state of restoration. And that's exactly what I did. We made a decision as a business that we basically don't run over the course of the holidays. We shut down around the 20th of December and didn't open till the 2nd. And then I left on the 2nd, the day we reopened and tacked two weeks of vacation onto my already two weeks of doing relatively nothing other than attending to three uh, children, which didn't actually help uh, the burnout or fatigue uh, at all, because we all know that that's not really uh, chilling out. And what space enabled me to do was actually gain clarity on the things that were eating away at me, the things that were driving that burnout. And one of the elements that I realized as I started to envision where I wanted to go next and that really more than where I wanted to go because I hadn't derived total clarity on that, but the feeling that I wanted to be living in on a daily basis as I ascended to that next level was that my burnout wasn't so much a reflection of the amount of work that we had put in. That that wasn't something I love. I love my work. And I think some of you can relate to that. I don't know why I'm burnt out. I love my work. I, I really do. I get up and I get excited every day. I love writing an event. I love speaking in front of people. I love recording podcasts. I love the service that we provide in our masterminds and our programs. What was exhausting me? Uh, was not the work. It was not the monotony. It wasn't the gray of Toronto Novembers. It was actually some key features in my business that I knew I needed to get in front of. And I knew I needed to acknowledge and I needed to acknowledge my role in the permitting of these pieces to happen. And I'll, I'll share with you how I found these uh, these epicenters of, of burnout, these accelerators of burnout. One of the first things I realized, and one of the easiest ways for me to like track in and really acknowledge where that burnout was coming from, is I was keenly aware of how much resentment I was carrying, how quickly I was able to move into a state of resentment. Resentment is an emotion that I have uh, felt before at various times in my life, as I'm sure you have. This isn't some like unique thing in my human experience. It's something we all have access to. But I also know that resentment, at least for me in my life experience, and maybe it's similar for you, I'd love to carry this conversation on uh, over on the gram. Resentment for me 
always was accompanied by having poor boundaries in a particular area. When I became resentful of someone, it is usually, or a situation, it is usually because I was not clear in articulating or because I didn't know what my boundaries were in any given moment. And my resentment was running high at the end of 2022. And when I really got clear on where that resentment was coming from, and it wasn't hard to figure that out, to be honest, I was just sort of in denial. I was in denial of acknowledging it. I was in denial of how I was going to have to address it. And then even as I turned on my mic to record this, I was in denial of having to admit it to my listeners. But my resentment was actually coming from a very small group, but consistent group of our own clients. And that particular resentment was around paying their bills. As we moved in towards the end of 22, we had a series of situations where things would come up for people that impacted their ability to compensate us on their payment plans for whatever reason uh, for the work that we were doing. Never did someone come to us in those situations and say, this isn't working for me. I'm not getting the result. In fact, never did someone come to us and say, I simply just have run out of money. In every case, they came to us because there was something going on uh, in their lives. Big, small, it's not for me to judge how any given event in someone's life is going to impact them. I am an empathetic person and I am an empathetic person with boundaries in progress. And one of the things I realized I was consistently doing is I was taking ownership for what was happening in their emotional state and the way I was taking ownership of it, which is really none of my business to do and not part of what my sacred contract with these clients is all about. Um, I was letting people off the hook for having to pay and follow up. And then when we were clear around what that process looked like and we had to turn things back on, uh, we were really struck with what I now view in hindsight uh, as a series of manipulative conversations. And by manipulative conversations, I want to call, I want to call out what those are, because I want you to be able to recognize when this happens uh, in your own business. I also want you to recognize when maybe you're doing this and you shouldn't. And so we were really clear on our terms of conditions. We were really clear that we were making an exception to our, our terms and conditions. Once someone's in one of our programs, there's a period where they can leave and then they can, they, you know, then, then you're locked in because we hire people and we run ads and we, we commit to expenses and we have, I have, I have a team and they have kids and they have benefits. And like, I, I support, I support a lot of women in my organization. Um, and so all of those resources get, uh, get deployed because the thing at the end of the day that I trust is that you will follow through in your commitment. And so when we go to reactivate things after we took on an act of compassion, I was always struck by what would happen next. It it was sometimes we get this, thank you so much that made such a difference and off we go. But often what I would get is this like tinge of resentment back at us. These pokes of, well, oh, this is going to be devastating for me, or this is a crippling financial situation you're putting me in, or I can't, long and short, believe you are doing this to me. And I sat with that and I, I own that. And in fact, I would argue for maybe the first five years of running this business, when that would happen, what I would do is I would just bless and release people. Oh, you're not our people. That's fine. We're going to let you go. And I know that that was a pattern that I got locked into because I am empathetic to their states. I do appreciate that these are really challenging situations. And I did this thing where I was like, no problem, I can handle the repercussions. No problem, I can handle the repercussions. No problem, you you just like, I'm just gonna be a bank and I'm gonna let you deal with your emotional stuff and I will own the financial consequences. And I hit a wall. And at first that resentment was really with my clients. 
And then I realized that most of that resentment was actually with me. It was with me for not being clear around what those boundaries were in the first place. It was with me because this was going to come at the expense of my own team and our ability to reinvest in the growth of our business, our ability to hire support for them. That resentment and that whole emotional spectrum was the trigger for me doing massive introspective work as a leader. You know, I speak to money. I'm fascinated by money. I love the power of money. But I was witnessing in real time how I was enabling other people to sabotage their own commitments with respect to money. And I, too, was acting out a pattern that uh, I had become familiar with in my own life. And so this break that I was able to take enabled me to get really clear on what compassionate boundaries can and should be. It also enabled me to get really clear on this idea of a sacred contract, this idea that when you engage in business with someone or you make a commitment to someone, that you give them your word. And when you give someone your word, more than checking that box in the terms of conditions or any other pieces, this is a reflection of your integrity and your brand. And I decided in that moment, moments, that period where I actually had space to really reflect and see what I was doing, that I was drawing a line in the sand, that elevating to that next state of leadership meant that simultaneously I needed to be clearer with my boundaries. And if me being clear with my boundaries meant that someone was offended by that, recognizing that that that's on them, it's not on me. I know I can, I can clearly articulate uh, my boundaries and where I am coming from. But the other piece that it enabled me to recognize is that in order for me to lead to that next level, by doing this, by setting those boundaries, by holding people accountable to their commitments, I am also elevating how they operate in the world of business. I am opening doors for them to execute at a higher level. I am no longer available to be negotiated with or manipulated by what's happening in your life. Never would we go to the bank and say, you know, I'm having a really hard time, or my dog is sick, or my kids are busy, or, you know, my husband hasn't been home before, you know, eight o'clock for the last two weeks. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to pay my mortgage for the next little bit. We would never, we would never do that. And so I just made that decision that I wasn't going to hold space anymore or take responsibility for what was happening in other people's lives. This was their responsibility to get to own and learn from and move forward from. This was their opportunity to get to boss up. This was their opportunity to have their back against the wall and get really creative around how they were going to follow through and honor that commitment. And this time also enabled me to get very clear and simultaneously unapologetic around what my priorities needed to be as I moved into this next state of leadership. I realized after I like deliberated back and forth in my own brain so many times about how to handle this situation that I had layers of patterning that I needed to move through, integrate and release. And so I, I made an investment, not in business coaching for 2023, but for personal coaching in 2023. How do I recognize those patterns, understand the origins of them and pick new synaptic pathways to build new meaning, new stories and new opportunities? 
I knew that after being out of practice for two and a half years, and not that that had anything to do with it, because we can never be our own doctors. I also knew I needed to reinvest and recommit to how I was going to take my health to the next level. I'm in really good health. I don't have anything going on. But what would it feel like? Who could I be? What type of energy could I access? What kind of role model could I be with my kids if I were to commit to taking my health and my fitness and my nutrition to a level I haven't committed to in some time? In fact, I would argue I hadn't like really deeply committed to exploring my own uh, nutrition and what I'm capable of when I'm eating really well and really cleanly since I started studying naturopathic medicine a long time ago. And so that was the second commitment that I made this year is that I was going to hire a trainer, hire a nutritionist who was going to own me as it pertained to my fitness and to my food. And these are just two examples of the commitments that I made as I reoriented my time, as I reprioritized in an unapologetic way, looking at who I was as a leader. And in looking at who I was as a leader, I made a decision. Again, it always comes down to decisions before you're able to take action, that my focus in 2023 was not about my work ethic. I have a strong work ethic. I can pull stuff together quickly and in a determined manner. That was not what I needed to take my business to the next level. What I committed to looking at in 2023 is my worth ethic. Those activities and those commitments and those decisions that I can make that actually elevate my value and worth as a leader, that expand my capacity for contribution, that expand my capacity for vision and seeing where I can go next. And so this year, if you care to join me, the guests the solo episodes, the content of the Impact Podcast is going to focus exactly on this, on our worth ethic, the things that enable us to be that person at the next level. This is not about more things you can do. This is not about me bringing on marketing experts who can tell you about a new funnel or a new fancy thing or how they're using chat GPT to write all their copy. We may talk about AI, but not in the context of how it's going to work on your business or change what you do every day, but how it's going to impact who you are and who you have to be. The Impact Podcast in 2023 is about us co-creating and coexisting and choosing to step on together this pathway of this thing and this concept I'm determined to call our worth ethic, who we are. How do we craft time to meditate? How do we balance being a parent and being someone who is deeply committed to their craft and their work in the world? How are we able to be all of these things at once? And when we crack that code, who are we able to become? What are we able to do? What can we impact and create together? This is the focus of where we are going to go this year. And so I'm going to invite you to join me as we bring on some pretty incredible guests, got some pretty cool people coming up over the course of this next year, um, as we explore things related to money and finance and our relationship with money 
the shame we have with money, the lack of acumen that some of us have or language that we have with respect to money and how we can grow from here. We're going to talk about what do we need to do with respect to our health? How can we take our health to the next level? When do we need to be easy on ourselves, And when do we need to take a hard look in the mirror? And how do we balance those messaging? We're going to talk about the stories that we tell ourselves, the patterns we've been locked into for extended periods of time. We're going to unpack trauma and talk about how trauma informs our actions as we adult in the world. And we're also going to look at how we can interrupt generational trauma. I want to take you on a journey to explore and hear from some of the healers and psychotherapists and psychiatrists who are leveraging psychedelics to help bring about deep healing in someone's life. We're going to pursue ideas that take us to the fringe. I'm going to explore some things that might make you feel uncomfortable. And I'm going to talk about stuff that in an instant is going to shed from you the stories and the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back. I am determined to do this with others. I'm determined to do this together. So if you are ready to have a 2023 and a year and an experience like you've never had before, then I'm going to encourage you to hit subscribe and then hit share and then leave a review so I know who's with me as we explore 2023 and build out the year of our lives as we lay down the foundation for our own worth ethic. More to come. Every episode will be released on Tuesdays for the rest of the year. Next week, we're going to start to unpack financial leadership and what that means. And then the week after that, I may or may not have Dave Asprey in the house. We're kicking things off in an amazing way. Welcome to 2023. This is your year of worth ethic. I am Dr. Megan Walker. This is the Impact Podcast, and I will see you next week. Impact is what lives on when we leave the room, tuck them in, or step off stage. It is less about what you do, more about how you make them feel, and everything about how you choose to show up in the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this episode. I am your host, Megan Walker. Until next week, aim for impact.